When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about episode 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. Amon has unfortunately lost his voice. He's not feeling well, so he's not going to be with us today. But don't worry, I have the fabulous Beth Dixon to help me break everything down from this episode. Beth, how are you doing? Um, my day got so much brighter when I got to see your face, Liana. When you said the fabulous Beth Dixon, I think we, uh, it takes one to no one over here. Look how fabulous you look. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if you are watching the YouTube video, obviously you can see what's going on. If you are just listening, I am in my full e-girl drag era. Look, We're we living. had so much going on between the wig loose episode that we see here talking about essentially all of the legislation that's going on to prevent trans people from existing amongst mm-hmm. many other things uh when it comes to infringement on literally human rights like that's how i would describe it so i decided to go full protest mode we're in a full drag today sort of <laughs> i'm wearing my gaslight gatekeep girl boss t-shirt heaven's gate yeah. theme so we're really just like bringing it all together just Living in our spaces, trying to exist, uh, also given all the whole like Nick Wilson news and all of that as well. So it's really just like feels very prevalent in our community and especially the RHAP mm-hmm. community as well. Beth also is not in drag necessarily, no. but has a T-shirt on. <laughs> this is drag. This it's is very me in drag. It's very hi muted. guys. Yeah, that's yeah. best drag is very. Yes, <laughs> we are protecting trans women. That's my shirt. And actually, this is from. Uh, Bat Me Cosmetics, Jayla Rocks um, uh, company. And uh, Jayla also is a production member for Dragula. So all coming together here. Um, yes, today's episode will be brought to you by the F. Uh, Nick Wilson Committee. Thank you so much. Uh, we are yeah. we are ready to go. <laughs> I'm. Um, let me pull up because I know. So this story was... I think broke by Scally. I um, think so. Yeah. Brian Scally on Twitter. investigative journalist. Inve- uh. <laughs> yes. Brian Scally, investigative journalist. Um, so he had tweeted. Uh, so this is again, specific to the RHAP survivor community. Um, Nick Wilson's winner of survivor voted to pass an anti-trans anti-gay legislation. Um, and Scally also includes some, um, 
uh, foundations you can donate mm-hmm. and support as well. Um, so transkentucky.com is a place that you can go to find trans resources in Kentucky, um, as well as any of your local charities, Trevor Project, of course, as well for more global. But anyway, so that's that's what we're doing today. Just wanted to, of course, discuss this The whole episode is sort of themed based on this. So we are very much living, unfortunately, this reality. So we got to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) what? No, I'm just like, it's just so, uh, it's just so frustrating. I actually got a, um, a DM from a listener who asked, you know, when was this episode shot? Because it oh, seems mm-hmm. so prophetic. And, um, and, and to be honest, I had to go back and just, I remember that they said uh, when they interviewed Frankie Grande that he'd been married for a month. So at this point, mm. since he was married in May, I'm assuming that this episode was shot in June, 2022. Um, and I, I think it's important to remember the warning signs have been there for a long time, people. This isn't mm-hmm. something that was necessarily like a weird thought bubble that um, the WOW presents and drag race producers just kind of came up with like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be weird? And then it happened. I mean, we've had a lot of anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ um, conversations happening for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um and drag queen story hour and all these different kinds of things. And the fact of the matter is people use this as a scapegoat in order to distract from the things they don't have solutions to, or want to protect corrupt systems by preying on the most vulnerable communities. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's on the one hand, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that we got to see this episode because it's so important for us to see this. And I actually really loved the musical itself. Um, and on the other hand, I'm like, oh, it's so frustrating that we can't just enjoy this episode. You know what I mean? Because we have to be able to talk about how important this is to hear. And hopefully that there are people who are watching it and seeing asides to an argument about basic human rights that maybe they didn't see before. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's a frustrated ugh, that I'm doing um, in, in, in regards to just the challenge itself this week. Yeah. I mean, I definitely teared up multiple times watching this, especially because it just feels so timely, uh, but it is sort of always been timely right. for at least the past couple of years. I mean, this has been the agenda for a while. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of not surprising with certain Republican majorities that this is actually coming to fruition and these rights are actually being infringed upon and taken away. And it's like such straw man arguments for the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. or maybe you could deal with gun control because that's actually the leading cause of death for children yeah like that could be a thought but no okay so because we're funded by the nra we're never gonna do that so good so instead we're gonna focus on something that is super fun super colorful and children love it okay like it's just colors who doesn't love like bright colors and makeup and hair and fun outfits it's so true (sighs) and be like liana and uh you know Drag up your your days, if especially if you are um, a cis woman. Like, why not go out there if you're in Kentucky in full drag and just just let them try to arrest you? Because if they do, first of all, you can sue the state because you're performing your gender the way that they, even if it's yeah. not the way that they like it, you, they can't do anything about it. You're performing your gender, so why not? That's a nice form of resistance, and we like it. 
Exactly. Drag in and of itself is a form of protest. So, yes. Okay. That aside, let's talk about the details of this episode and get into everything. We are down to the final six, which it definitely felt like a blink and you'll miss it kind of moment. When Mm -hmm. I realized we were down to the final six, I was like, wait, what? Only six? (laughs) I know. I was doing the math. I was like, 10 girls have gone home. That's like so crazy to think about. I know. Well, we're on episode 12. Like, (laughs) what? When, When did that happen? Wow. I also loved the pacing again of this episode. I think that that was something that they're really like, I mean, maybe this was what was edited before the WeHo show happened. Right. And so now we're just getting to see it in its full glory. And one of the concerns I know with moving to the 90 minute episodes when there's only so few girls left is like, this is the time where you wouldn't need that. But I think because we've gotten so little from the previous episodes, it actually doesn't feel like it's dragging. It doesn't feel like it's too much because Mm -hmm. we're now getting personal moments that we haven't had the chance to see before. We're getting to see more of the Queens. So I'm again, super happy with the 90 minute episodes. Please don't change it. (laughs) Yeah, please. I'm totally agree with you. And I also, I also think that, um, you know, for a long time, the fandom has been asking for Queens that would fill the kind of shadiness of like the older seasons of what we used to see when Queens didn't really maybe care as much of how they would come across on social media. And I feel like we finally have a cast of girls who is willing to just say what they want to say. Mm-hmm. And first of all, we have people who are being completely bullied and villainized on social media. And I'm going to assume those are children because I know a grown adult would never do so such a thing. Right. right? right. Um, but it is nice contextually to have that um, in a 90 minute platform because we get like, I could tell untucked was going to be amazing this week. Cause I sat back and was like, Oh, this is great. Like we have so many seeds of little conflicts happening between Lux and Lucy and Lucy and uh, mistress. And then mm-hmm. you've got like all these things happening. And I was like, this is going to be great. And then you have everybody versus Selena essentially and Selena versus Lucy. And it's just, there's so many things I could tell was going to be great versus other weeks. I've actually forgotten because Untucked was so far removed that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I would be at a bar or someplace else. It's not like they just go, okay, everybody quiet down after an hour of drinking. We're going to watch a 30 minute Untucked. Like nobody does that. Mm-hmm. So um, there have been weeks where Untucked was very much an afterthought. And this was a week where I was like, oh, if I'm not watching Untucked, I'm only getting yeah. half the story. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my gosh. That's why it's so important. Rue says right. it at the beginning. You gotta get the full story. I felt it. Yeah. Well, I, I felt also in addition to that, I just really felt like this was such a solid episode for mm-hmm. all of the reasons that you mentioned and also a amazing an amazing maxi challenge. So like you really had all of the elements for a really fantastic episode. You had like a strong social message, a really fantastic maxi challenge, drama and conflict that you needed untucked and understand. Right. So that's definitely the making of a complete episode. Oh, and a Joey J reference. So Duh. Now it's done. So good. Uh, all right. So we are gay ass bitches. We're Joey J. Let's talk about the maxi challenge. Yes. We have Anitra as our winner, our bottom two of Lucy and Selena. But most importantly, we have the Rusical. So the queens this week are tasked with starring in the all dancing, all prancing, wig loose, small town where drag has been outlawed. Beth, general thoughts on the challenge this week. I, you know, there's, this was a great, great rusical. I, 
As a big musical theater geek growing up, I've always looked forward to the musicals, the musicals. And then I would say most of the time I'm kind of let down because either people don't commit to the campiness enough um, or I just think the writing of it is maybe a little much, not even like in an entertaining way, just like, oh, you didn't really give the queen something to really play with, right? This time I felt like it made a lot of sense. And I think it makes a lot of sense because they're going off of Footloose, which is already kind of an established musical itself. Um, And then when you get to deal with themes that we're dealing with in 2023, you got a home run. And I would say whoever this new person is, because you know this person has never written for a musical before, keep them, please. The music was catchy. It was great. It had good lyrics. It allowed the queens to express themselves and do different fun things. I was really, really on board with pretty much everything with the Rusical this week. Oh, you are muted, Liana. <laughs> I am just so excited. I just, I look, I didn't want to disrupt your flow because I totally <laughs> agree. When it was hanging on to every word. Yeah, I look, I agree. I think that the songs this week, as you mentioned, were super catchy. I didn't think that, again, anyone performed them poorly, which also... S- to me shows a sign of good writing that you're giving the queen something that is good to work with, that they can do a lot with, they can emote to, and they can really just feel their oats and perform to a T. So I would be very happy to keep this person. I was a little bit nervous when it was only six queens for the musical. I was Mm. like, oh, what are they going to do? Are there only going to be six people? But we filled out some with the pit crew members, at least as the backup dancers. So I think that that helped to make it feel a little bit fuller. Um, And also we had sort of the like weird break in the middle to go from boy drag to girl drag right so then that also made it feel like a little bit fuller because it felt like oh because the characters are undergoing their drag transformation and so you know you got to see them again so it really did feel like a full meal with all of the catchy songs fantastic writing and i've seen a lot of praise for this and even within the episode we see rue say look this is one of the top musicals that we've seen and so Mm -hmm. that's nice to um you know it's nice to see the girls get their flowers i totally agree and i also think that the things that i picked up on were very minimal and i don't necessarily agree with a lot of the judging this week but i also kind of feel like this week because everybody did so well it's not a surprise that rupaul's like by the way what who do you all think should go home and then you know we see who's in the bottom because of that I, I just truly think that this was how could you when nobody has like actually really screwed up, everybody did really well. The dancing was on point. Um, I would say everybody knew about 97 percent of their words. I think everybody yeah. dropped a word or two, mm-hmm. but it wasn't distracting. Um, I just I generally felt like everybody did a great job. And and this is the thing I always look for. And it's because, you know, in acting like 101, they tell you even when you're not doing oh, mm-hmm. something, you have to be in character and be reacting mm-hmm. to the things happening around. And mm-hmm. I loved those moments where I would look in the background and Selena would be like engaged with what was happening or Lucy was having a heartfelt moment with her drag mom singing and those kind of like I loved those moments. It really like Michelle said, it made you feel like it was a professional Broadway production, not just like 
no offense, this isn't what I mean by it, but like a bunch of amateur actors um, mm-hmm. on stage at Summerstock or something. This was mm-hmm. this was really, really good. They all gave it their all. Mm-hmm. Well, and also they have to turn it around in such a short period of time, too. Right. So it's not like they can have weeks to rehearse and weeks to put this together. This is such a quick turnaround. So to be able to pull out something that spectacular, I think also speaks to the talent of the queens that are left and a really deserving cool. top six. Although, you know, Marsha, 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 if only we could have seen her. I mean, don't you think Marsha would have fought for heaven as well? Yes, which would have been even more drama. Yes. Uh, okay. Wait, actually, so that's fantastic. That's a great transition. Let's talk yeah. about the drama associated with the assignment of the roles. So we had heaven, back roles. Back roles. <laughs> we had Heaven Bacon, the lead, Mama Bacon. We had Preacher Teacher, the villain. Carl, the husband of preacher teacher. And then you had sort of like two other school children in Tuck and Christian. Mm -hmm. So there was our very own Heaven's Gate (laughs) about this. Anitra coins Heaven's Gate with all the drama between Lucy and Lux to get the lead role. It would have been really great if somebody like mistress would have called themselves like St. Peter and being like, I have the keys to this part at Heaven's Gate. Like this would have been like, oh, just would have been a great moment. No, I I, listen. (laughs) I think. I think there's a lot of and this is probably a very unpopular take. I do think there's a little bit of ganging up on Lucy here, and I don't disagree that Lucy also brings a lot of this upon herself. But who cares if she wants the role because it's the main part or if she wants the role because she think she do a good job or both like she just wants the part. So why is that a big deal? Like Lux also wants the part and also like has main character syndrome and everything. Mm -hmm. So why was everybody just piling on Lucy is what I want to know. I feel like it's because she wouldn't admit it. Like she kept trying to justify the choice by saying I fit. The description, which is like this, like ch- child. Actually, <laughs> like Lux is the youngest one there. I'm pretty sure. Right. So, like, if you're gonna pick one who's the youngest, it's gonna be Lux. So, I think it was more that it was like just admit that you want it because of the lead part. That there's actually nothing wrong with wanting it because it's the lead right. part. Just be honest and authentic about it. And I think that that's where, based on the the criticisms that we've seen of Lucy so far from the other queens, specifically Mistress, maybe a little bit of Lux, is that it's that lack of authenticity. And I think that this also comes out when Selena is kind of lashing back at Lucy as well. Mm -hmm. That is like, look, just be authentic with us. Right. If you truly feel like because you were crying on my shoulder earlier and yet you're going to send me home, you know, like just I don't know. I think there's something about that lack of authenticity that's really rubbing the queens the wrong way. And Mm -hmm. that's why when they talk about like, you know, just enter your villain era, just embrace it. And we talk about this all the time with villains on TV is that we just like, like Nicole freaking Franzel, just embrace (laughs) your villain. Like you would be so much Um, more loved. Oh my God. I um, don't really (laughs) want to, um, admit that I'm a villain and it's just really unfair that um other people no um <laughs> okay I'm happy we got Nicole in for a quick interview thank, thank you, you Nicole yes. we'll talk, touch that to you later but that's what I'm saying like and I think that that's totally. why there's that conflict is because yes of course as you said there's nothing wrong with wanting something because it's the main character right see this happen all the time in drag race just own up to it 
And I definitely agree with that. Right. Um, but I also just think it's funny because what they were fighting over was like, well, you know, you're you're when I think of a child, I think of Lux. I'm like, well, the other two parts are children as well. So like she's going to be playing that age regardless. So like, why is that a big deal? Like Sasha's not an old man. And yet Mm -hmm. Sasha's playing. It doesn't really matter, I guess. And they're like, and I kind of agreed with Lucy that in terms of acting and everything, I could see her act out the role, but I could also Mm -hmm. see Lux act out the role. And I thought Lux did okay in her role, but I think that Lucy really, I, I just don't know. I think when it comes to main character, that was just like a really great little juicy argument that we got to see. A mm-hmm. juicy argument from Lucy. A juicy argument from Lucy. Yes. I mean, we also get a lot of comments on Lucy just kind of throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned from Selena, you know, we talked about that Selena, they're having a conversation. It's kind of like Lucy is ready to crack. Um, Lucy's upset because she feels like she's being bullied. It reminds her of high school. And then you have, you know, Selena essentially saying like, look, they're kind of preying on what is you being ready to crack. And so there's just like so much going on with Lucy that we have seen sort of bubbling under the surface with the whole mm-hmm. three wins, the Mac, the mini challenge wins essentially being considered. And this felt like a little bit more fleshed out I don't know, maybe because she was in the bottom, it kind of came to a head here or they just had more time in the episode overall. Right. Like, I don't know. But yeah, uh, we're sort of like seeing this whole thing really get flushed out in terms of Lucy's relationship with the other queens and how yeah. she feels about it. The other thing, too, about Lucy that I don't know if you've seen on social media, but Let Loose is kind of making a little bit Lucy's song, which she references. So, OK, sorry. Pause. Let me <laughs> no, restart. Important. OK, so. Lucy, in the very first episode, she performs Let Loose, the Let Loose, that song, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And she was moving very robotically as she performed Let Loose, singing live. Okay, so I saw Jasmine Kennedy do a lip sync to it with like Mm -hmm. a bunch of other queens. I think Silky's there. Um, uh, Jimbo maybe is there. I don't remember. Anyway. It's whoever's on that tour right now. Yeah, exactly. Whoever's on the tour right now. I saw Alaska perform Let Loose live. Mm -hmm. So it was just very funny. This was all happening at the same time that Lucy makes the joke about like, oh my God, do you think we're doing a a rusical version of Let Loose? (laughs) (laughs) They were talking about Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. It's just funny because it's like, like, it's it took only what 12 weeks for that song to become a meme (laughs) i wonder if part of it is because of lucy's whole delusion like or at least the feeling of this delusion that i think we see from her i don't know i think i think it absolutely is i think that anytime that you are somebody who clearly has talent like lucy does Mm -hmm. but also has I think it comes from a place of insecurity more Mm -hmm. so than uh, confidence, but is saying like, I'm great. How come this isn't working for me? Like that kind of feeling that you get from some of the queens who go on drag race when they're being challenged in ways they haven't been, when they're being challenged by queens, when they're being challenged by judges and Mm -hmm. they just don't agree with what's going on, which I think is a completely valid experience to have. You mix that in with like, listen, this is how you started your drag race journey with, let loose (laughs) like it's it was bound to become a meme i think with all the factors being thrown into you know one pot Mm -hmm. essentially yeah for sure 
Okay, well, let's um, let's go through all the characters. We've got the walkthrough, the rehearsal, the actual performance, Oof. like just so freaking much to talk about. So what ends up happening ultimately is Lucy. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I have this right. Lux gives Lucy the role of heaven. Just to be clear, Lux had it and gave it away. Mama Bacon is Anitra. Preacher teacher is mistress. Carl is Sasha. Tuck, Selena, and Lux ends up with Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to talk about the performances? Do you want to talk about the hurt? What do you want to do? You want to just wrap it all into one? How do you want to break this down? I feel like there's maybe, just so much to talk about. Yeah. Maybe we talk about like each queen's character and like Perfect. what we saw before and during the performance. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. I think let's stay on the Lucy train. Let's she do it. was the lead here. Mm-hmm. She was giving like child with big pink cheeks she reminded me a little bit of um what's the mad tv character stewart stewart exactly (laughs) i thought the same thing on okay and i'm so happy you just said that oh man i I think it's the cheeks i think it's because she did the two like really big circles for the blush so it's also just just like the the little like backpack movements (laughs) it also gave a little dora the explorer and i was kind of here for that honestly too with like the backpack backpack i i also think that I'm in the minority here. Um, but I really don't think Lucy should have gotten it in the bottom mm-hmm. um, in terms of like this performance. I can understand some people saying, I felt like there wasn't heart in the performance. It was just kind of like, this is what I do at these moments. I can understand that. I've now watched this three times. Mm-hmm. And especially her solo moment when she's in what especially the parts where she's in boy drag i i don't find any fault in it at all i do think maybe just a couple times where i was like this looks a little creepy to me but that's about it um like the boy drag the looks boy creepy drag. What do you mean? okay <laughs> I, just, I think it's i think it was just this idea of like I don't know. It, it, this is probably where the age thing came in a little bit where I was like, oh, this is so clearly hmm. an older person. But like, that's also kind of the joke, too, in it. And that, mm-hmm. that's what drag does. Right. It makes fun of all these different things. So mm-hmm. it didn't really bother me. But there were a couple moments where like she would like look at the camera or do something like that. I was like, Ugh. Um, but I felt like especially her solo, she really nailed it. She nailed the choreography and all the words and all those different kinds of things. And she knew everything. She gave it her all. Um, I kind of agree that she faded in the background with what Michelle was saying once she got into, you know, the girl drag part. But that wasn't also about her anymore. And the times that they did cut to her, she was emoting and, and doing those things. So I honestly felt like she was one of the stronger performers. I don't think she did the best, but I do think mm-hmm. that she was one of the stronger ones for the musical. She definitely felt the most professional. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that is because of the little bit more like, I'm going to exactly nail like every move. Yeah. But I didn't, I, I was like, that. I think that kind of fits her character. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't find it necessarily distracting. I mean, I do understand that it did feel a little bit robotic, but I think as Sasha Colby said, like, she's just white. <laughs> like, I'm and sorry. Like if we just don't have natural rhythm, okay? We're just doing our best. It's <laughs> doing our best out here. I want a t-shirt that says 
I'm white. I'm just doing my best. It, like, but it's just like a person dancing on the dance floor. Just trying. All we know is the Macarena and the electric slide. Okay, give us a break. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I know how to put one hand in the air and kind of sway back and forth a little yeah. bit. Okay. Ah! That's my <laughs> that's my signature move. That signature dance move. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Okay. So I, I would say I think she felt like the most professional. I mm-hmm. do feel like though we're getting to the point where we're kind of splitting hairs. And part of me thinks that maybe her runway did her in a little bit too, because mm-hmm. even though she may feel really positively about it, mm, compared to what else was up there, it just didn't necessarily feel like it hit that mark. So that could have been part of the reason as well. I mean, the the rigid movements, I guess, are the reason that did her in that and like production had decided that that this is their top four. So like uh, just anybody else. Sorry, and I also honestly do think the fact that a couple of girls said her name, I think mm. that that's, you know, just all that production really needs in order to create yeah. some drama and put her in the bottom, you know. Um, and I also... I agree a lot with the runway portion because I do think the runway came into consideration for a few of the queens this week. And mm-hmm. I loved the concept. I think it looked beautiful on her. This, you know, this idea of like the latex um, creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. shape of water kind of s- situation. But just like my criticism was last week, if you're going to go there, go there. I would never have guessed that was a glove runway. I would have guessed that was a latex runway or like sea creature runway or something like that. And I really think that it would have been great if those gloves gave the impression that like they came down to all the way down to the feet and the feet were also webbed or something like that. That could have been really interesting to make her even more creature like. I don't know. Or like bigger, like bigger yeah. webs, because you couldn't even really see the fact that the gloves were actually webbed until right. you like looked really closely. I'm not saying you have to go full Selena size gloves, <laughs> but like just something a little bit more with a an oomph to really emphasize the fact that this is indeed a glove runway. Mm-hmm. Or make those gloves look like um, like you have multiple different kinds of. Hmm. Uh, webbed legs and such like make yourself a real creature and I don't know something like that it just felt like really tame and didn't really push it to where I would expect somebody especially in season 15 uh, let's be honest if this had been presented in like season three it would have won right Mm -hmm. like but in season 15 where unfortunately we have a different standard of what we're used to seeing now on the drag race stage, I just think this wasn't pushed far enough. Mm-hmm. And I think I, that that was a big factor in her going in the bottom. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. Let's move on. Let's talk about Mama Bacon Anitra, our ultimate winner here. And I think the moment that did it for her was, I mean, it's tough to say because it's like it's her whole solo. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that that sort of had this through line between her walkthrough of being like, look, I totally understand the message of this, which allowed her to then really connect to the song, which then allowed her to perform it. It's also sort mm-hmm. of like the most emotional moment in the whole like musical, too. So I think mm-hmm. all of that was working for her. And then the runway. What was her runway again? She had like the rave gloves with oh yeah the, uh, with the lights and stuff the yeah that was yeah that was fine 
Yeah, was, it was I, it was cool, but it wasn't cool. like again. I would never have guessed glove runway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. W- with looking at that, I loved Anitra was far and away the best performer for me. Um, Like it was Anitra and then everybody else essentially. Mm -hmm. And the thing that did it for me was just the little moments where she would have like a, uh uh-huh. And that kind Mm -hmm. of thing that she would have to go every once in a while. She was so perfectly on the beat. And I will argue that so many of them felt like they were just slightly off of the words. And she was the only one who was crisp on the beat with what she was supposed to be saying. She also just she just like embodied her character right and i think that that's a really fun role i think it'd be hard to embody a character that sometimes it's a lot easier to embody a character that's very different from you because you're like Mm -hmm. i'm just going to do everything that i wish i could do but i can't do it right and sometimes it's harder to embody a character that maybe you're more similar to because you're trying to separate yourself from this other person and i think that she pulled it off really well she was able to really embody the joy that she has felt in her life from drag and spread that word. And I honestly think that sometimes that's really hard to do. And I think she pulled it off super well. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted about this. I know. And I don't know if I, have you been to a drag con before Liana? No, I've never been to one of the drag cons. So I went to LA in 2018 and then New York in 2018. I went to both of them. Um, and I was supposed to go uh, a year later and then I threw out my back and couldn't go. And it was that. But when I went in LA and I walked into DragCon, it really was transformative for me. Like I looked around at all these people who were either finally who they wanted to be um, or have always been who they wanted to be. And now we're with people who didn't give a damn and just got to let loose and have fun and, and that kind of thing. You I'm sorry, shit. did you say let loose? Ah! Let loose! <laughs> What's oh the use? We have to have that as like a soundboard thing. It's just be like, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll help Puya help. Me. I was just gonna say hey, Puya. <laughs> yeah. Um but I just it was really wonderful for me. And that was a time where I was kind of still in the process of questioning slash starting to kind of come out about being on the ace spectrum and maybe am I bi? I really don't know, and those kind of things. And to be around people who were just happy to be themselves and um, and drag was the art form through which everybody was there to like celebrate and connect with each other. And it just it really was transformative. And I met two of who are like two of my best friends there. It was just such a really wonderful time. And so when Anitra shared that story. There was that element for me that was like, of course, you're going to tell RuPaul that DragCon changed your life. Yeah. <laughs> but to be perfectly frank, it really was it hit home for me. And I was like, I absolutely would tell RuPaul the same thing. And it was so genuine. And it, I just really felt like she was able to showcase that so well and naturally in her performance. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, we've gotten elements of her personal story before as well. And so we got more of this and it really just feels like almost the culmination yeah. of kind of everything that she's been talking about in terms of her personal struggles and her personal life. And so I think that it's almost like the this big crescendo to right. her narrative throughout the whole season. And I can't help but also get wrapped up in that and like feel all of those really strong emotions. So definitely, I think it was a deserved win. Also, definitely for Anitra. Um, my yeah. mom ha- is like kind of off and off this season just because she's mm. been busy. Um, but she watched the episode last night and she was like, 
yeah, the queen who won, I think she's going to win the whole season. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, my mom's an Anitra fan. Okay. Like mother, like yeah. daughter. <laughs> yeah. No, it really feels like Anitra's really turned into the fan favorite of the season for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't see too many people who are rooting against her and I see a lot of people wanting her to win. Um, and I agree. I think her crescendo is coming at a really good time. I would be shocked if she doesn't make it to the top four. I agree. Yeah. Um, I be. Uh, I don't know if she's going to win, but yeah, probably not. But I it would be. Sh- I think she's going to definitely be in that top. I don't four. know if they do a lip sync. I could see it be her versus Sasha uh, uh, for the crowd. Oh or something like my that. god! Could you imagine? Ah! <laughs> okay. Before I flood my basement too much, <laughs> let's talk about our next queen, and that is Mistress with Preacher Teacher. So she was the villain and this is the role that she wanted didn't really have to fight for it and it felt like she really embodied being that villain yeah here's my hot take mm. i actually didn't like her performance the most out of it. now let's remember i thought everybody did a fantastic job so i am now the one splitting hairs here mm-hmm. i think she messed up her words quite a bit, actually, mm-hmm. when I've gone back and watched it. And I was like, well, that's got to if we're going to split hairs and honestly, with a lip syncing challenge, that's going to place you in the bottom of my book. Her wig was also really distracting to me because it felt like it was in the back of her head and like it was going to fall mm-hmm. off. So I always kept feeling like instead of like really <laughs> watching her the first You're just staring time, I was staring like, what's going on with this wig? But I think that she was able to get that choreo down, which obviously in the setup, it looked like she was not. Um, So it's great to see that she was able to find that confidence rather than telling herself that she can't. And it Mm -hmm. was clear that she was able to build up to where she could. Mm -hmm. I think what saved her from being in the bottom was the runway. (sighs) Yeah. I, okay. So I think because we had had her struggle so much and then come in and do super well in the challenge, like that was impressive. But Mm -hmm. I, to me, it was on the rewatch where I was really trying to just like, find something like what am I going to find that is is going to help to set these queens apart and for me it did feel a little bit like I could see her thinking on her face very subtle very very Mm -hmm. subtle I didn't even notice it the first time but upon the rewatch that is really when I was like ah okay so this whole thing about like voices in her head that we had talked about the rehearsal and Sasha Colby had commented on yeah, I think this is a real thing. And I do think that she's like overthinking it a little bit yeah. and is kind of getting stuck in her own head. That being said, I am with you, Beth. When she walked around the corner for the runway, especially after the first two looks, because I think it was Lucy and Anitra. And so then when yeah. she came around, I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this is <laughs> this is where I'm blown away. She looked so immaculate. Yeah. It was like she walked around the corner and I was like, oh, yeah. I don't want this runway to end. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And like, it's so good. Again, paints so beautifully, which by Mm -hmm. the way, now I've like done drag makeup like a few times. This is the first time I've had to like show my face in drag makeup. (laughs) And never, I will never again critique another queen's makeup (laughs) ever, ever, ever again. Um, But I want to compliment what she does because she does it so well. It's blended so perfectly the way she 
like yeah just everything is so stunning and i think mm-hmm. is just such a like beautiful execution of drag makeup anyway so i do think that that probably helped to keep her out of the bottom i do feel a little bit because we've been feeling this the past couple weeks that the show is a little bit protecting her a little mm-hmm. bit uh mm-hmm. you know we talked about last week with the comedy challenge that she could have potentially ended up in the bottom yeah so I think this is just sort of another week of that. I would pencil her in for the final four just based on the way that the show is. A thousand her, which again, nothing to do with her, right? This is nothing to do with her. This is absolutely no. have everything to do with the narrative that the show wants to create and perpetuate. So I agree. I also, and I, I made this mention of this a couple of times, but she kind of acts. She's always been kind of like in any acting challenge has been kind of like the villain character. And she does mm-hmm. it kind of the same way every single time. And I was really hoping she would go for something really different this time so that we could maybe see a different character that she might have mm-hmm. up her sleeve. And I, I think that's also probably why I felt like I was a little underwhelmed because I'd seen it before. I'd yeah. seen her be, you know, I'm going to be nasty and, and I'm going to do this stuff. And, meh, 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 meh. and I was yeah. like, OK, well, I've seen this. But that said, she every episode wins MVP for confessionals and shade. I just like, I am so entertained by her and um, anybody who is sending her hate online, y'all need to stop. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't don't get it at all. I don't get it. And like, you can't say you want entertainment and then just like absolutely tear somebody apart when they give it to you. It's also so funny because literally in the first episode, when it was talking about how sugar and spice don't really understand like what it's like to be in, you know, uh, a drag community because they're too sensitive to all the reading and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's so funny that was set up in the very, very, very first episode. And so now we're seeing it sort of continue. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Um, Okay. Carl, we got to talk about Carl <laughs> and Sasha Colby. Hold on. I saw a comment. Who did she look like in boy drag? That was really funny. Um, yes. Sasha in Nick Kroll drag. That's the way I saw it described. <laughs> like Nick Kroll from the Nick Kroll show. <laughs> I, I, I kind of see that. And you know what? I yeah. also got like a little Aziz Ansari. Yes. Like, <laughs> okay. Same. And I was like, is it the hair? Like, why am I getting why am I getting a Parks and Rec vibe from yeah. this? It's the wig. I don't know. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. We're definitely on board with like the Stuart and the Yes. No, <laughs> we're we're definitely references. linked here. Um, I didn't notice this the first time, but upon upon the second two watches, rewatches that I did. She's actually one of the worst offenders of her not being on the beat with what she's saying, especially when she's like Carl and and when she's Mm -hmm. in boy drag. That was shocking to me that they didn't call her out on that. I mean, I guess I'm not that shocked with like how production has been treating like her this season, but I'm also like, she's somebody else that could have been in the bottom, you know, last week or and I just I I don't know I think this was another one she's I mean again runway was great um but I just kind of I think that she got into her element when she has her moment as Carl and drag Mm -hmm. and then she was great from there but I don't know Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, look I'm I'm actually right there with you Mm -hmm. I felt when on the I think it was when they were doing the judging and they asked, why'd you pick Carl? I thought they were going to get into her about it. And then they were just like, that's great. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. 
Um, because I do feel like Carl is in, in boy drag did kind of fall a little bit flat or was honestly not really memorable. Mm -hmm. I think that she had a little bit of the black China effect when she comes <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in girl drag, like at the end. Right. Yeah. And then has that moment and is like, you know, the way that she painted, I think was really good. So that moment was fun. Is that enough to like pull her out of what I think was a little bit lacking in the first half? I think maybe that's where the judges were coming from. Yeah. But like maybe even though if that wasn't 100 percent on and like 100 percent memorable, the latter half was. And so then that's why they're going to keep her safe. Yeah. And I think her part's bigger when she's in drag, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in girl drag. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just yeah, it's just. I. I think my bottom two this week would have been Mistress and Sasha, which what a gag that would have been. Um, but again, with the story of the way this is clearly lining up, it was yep. never going to be that. Yep. No, uh, if it wasn't for Mistress's runway, right. then yes, I think I would have considered or Lux, actually. Lux in the bottom? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Lux okay. as Christian. <laughs> you didn't like the just the little like pop moment. OK, as somebody my fans are behind me over here. Sorry. As somebody who clacks a fan a lot, thwarps it, whatever. Why is it backwards when she oh, does yeah. it? <laughs> I thought I was like, wait, is it supposed to be like that? <laughs> I was like, girl, you have one thwarp and you did it backwards. We didn't even see the fan. We saw this. Uh, so that wow. was annoying. I felt like <laughs> I felt like Lux was this is this is the tragedy of having a part that's big in the beginning of an 11 and a half minute musical mm -hmm. is that if you don't have much to do for the rest of the time, I'm losing you. Mm -hmm. And I lost her. She was the one that in the background, Selena was giving me everything and she was just there. Mm -hmm. And I she didn't have a big part to do much with anything and she didn't really do too, too much with it. And I like the concept of her runway, but I, I don't know. They weren't gloves though. There wasn't anything glove like on it. It was just the cast. It was just casts. And I'm like, ah, so I just, I just felt like she was just short across mm. the board for me. Mm. To me, she's somebody who didn't do anything wrong. Right. Right. So to me in the the musical, I don't think or the musical, I don't think she did anything wrong. And that being said, I don't think she did anything to really, really stand out. So she like didn't do Sasha, anything right either. <laughs> like Sasha Colby, but that's what I'm saying, like Sasha yeah. Colby, I think it balances out where like Sasha had the really powerful moments at the end, maybe if it was lacking a little bit in the beginning, whereas Lux was just, you know, like good, like solid, solid. I mean, outstanding performance, but like just solid throughout. Again, splitting hairs here when it comes right. to the performances. I actually did really like her look with the casts. I yeah. thought that that was a super cool, unique take. I also love the fact that it was signed by people from home. So it's like that a little cool. bit of a memory from them. I would have, the only thing I would have loved is kind of like what you said to either put gloves on underneath the casts um, mm -hmm. to have just like red fingers. I think it would have been really cool if... The fingers look like they were in individual cast little casts. Also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that they all had signed things on each of the fingers yeah. or something. Um, yeah. I, again, it's, I wouldn't have looked at that runway and thought gloves. And I think mm -hmm. that that's something I'm pretty consistent about every week when we discuss looks is if mm. I didn't know the category, could I figure it out? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have from this outfit because besides the cast, it was a really cool, like, I don't know, skateboarding kind of, you know, uh, almost skateboarding meets emo kind of <laughs> circa 2007 kind of yeah. vibe. And I was here for that because, you know, those those were my years. But I just... I don't know. I, it's not that it was a bad look. And, and mm-hmm. again, I, I feel like I need to reiterate because I know somebody's going to be like, well, Beth is just so hateful on all these queens. I'm, I'm really trying not to be. I'm just trying to show like in a week where they did all super well, what are the things that are splitting hairs for me? And for mm-hmm. me, Lux didn't do enough to stand out. Um, and, and if Mistress's look was just that top tier, I would have subbed Lux for mistress as like a bottom two with Sasha for this week. Mm. Also a gag that they never would have done, but still. Yeah. Right. Uh, just make, double save, double save. <laughs> You'll find another teacher for the next right. challenge. You'll be fine. Said to home. I don't know. Whatever. I want to talk about Selena. First yes. of all, you got glove from her runway look, right? Please tell me you got glove that I definitely got okay, glove good. for. Because if you didn't get glove from her runway, then there's something wrong with you. Not the Queens. <laughs> You're like, Beth, I need it's- you to go to the optometrist. Yes, Thank exactly. Yeah. Metaphorically slapping you in the face with those big old gloves. <laughs> um, and you sent Amon and I a TikTok of Selena yeah. calling out one of the judges. Oh, yeah. Selena has a message for Ross Matthews, and that message is kindly F off, essentially. Um, It's really, I mean, there's, it's out there, so feel free to go find it, um, y'all. But yeah, Selena, um, and and you could tell Selena's been wanting to say this for nine months. She's had this bottled up, and she's up on stage, and she's just kind of going off on Ross. And I'm going to be honest, I don't disagree Mm. (laughs) with her. I do think that we're probably only seeing a, we only saw like two things that Ross said about Selena and I didn't think any, either of them were egregiously bad, Mm -hmm. but clearly I think there was other things that happened that we didn't see or other critiques that maybe he gave her. Um, I also generally, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I think Selena represents a very interesting um, form of camp drag that we haven't seen on Drag Race before, and I do you think that just this is just not the venue for her drag? Like, has Drag Race just kind of tunnel visioned what it should look like on Drag Race? Like drag, I mean, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but like they've been doing that for forever, right? Like, course, this yeah. is not new about Drag Race, which is essentially. There are certain styles that the judging panel really likes and the judging panel really doesn't like. Um, and so I think that Selena, there are some looks where I can understand their critiques. I think the street sign look especially stands out in my mind as being like not no, I'm with you. Good. On that. Uh, yeah. Definitely can't be, but I think could have been executed in a way that made it a little bit more fashion meets camp uh, mm-hmm. instead of just like I'm plastering myself in street signs. So there's definitely elements to it. But in terms of like she's gotten a lot of fit um, uh, critiques, yep. and I do think that some valid, but some not that that's just her style. And so that that doesn't necessarily translate this look in particular I had no issues with it. First of all, she looks None. like a House of Love cocktail, the outfit. So why are you critiquing her and telling you her she needs to do a black jumpsuit? 
okay, sure. It definitely would have been a different look. It would have made the gloves pop, but I saw nothing wrong with what she was wearing. I'm sorry, I love the but the gloves need to pop anymore. I don't know. Ross <laughs> Matthews is the one that Maybe needs to go to an optometrist. <laughs> He's the one who's like, I didn't even notice the gloves because there's so much going on. And I was like, that is the one thing where I was like, Ross, are you blind? They're huge. Ross, are are you, are you on a lot of substances right now that is impairing your your judgment? And because maybe you shouldn't operate a judge's panel if uh, you can't God. see the huge gloves in the room. Um, no, I, I'm so with you. And the, the the sad truth is, you know, that if a, a thin white queen wore an outfit, like if Willow Pill had worn that outfit, yeah. would have been praised yeah. a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, and to talk about Selena's performance in the challenge as well, I don't think that she deserved to be in the bottom. I think that she, now that we're sort of talking it through, because, okay, again, let me reset. When mm-hmm. I first watched it, I didn't think she deserved to be in the bottom. The problem is, is that who do you put in the bottom instead of her? Right. I didn't have a good answer for that. Now that we've talked through it, I definitely think Lux is someone who I would have put in the bottom over her, particularly because they had very um, equal parts mm-hmm. i would say in terms of like they're both other school children they both get to be in boy drag and then in girl drag her boy drag oh my god i loved her as the like country with the country choreo and the way she like kicked her leg was so cool yeah i was totally into it and then i think when she comes out in in, in drag at the end too just looks yeah. Like you could definitely see that transformation. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that you are looking for in terms of these character moments is like now you have discovered yourself. Now the drag is legal and you can like do whatever you want. So I was really impressed with Selena and I was so sad to see her go here because I don't mm-hmm. think she did the worst. I think that it's been obvious for people like Selena, Marsha, that the writing's on the wall with yeah. them with production. Um, I don't think Selena, it's really interesting. Um, if you see what Selena's saying to the cameras and then what you see on social media slash like what she writes as like her goodbye message is like, I guess I got what I quote unquote deserved or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was sitting back and I was like, you know, that's not for the girls. That was for production there. Mm-hmm. You can tell Selena's just overproduction. And I don't blame her. Now, I also don't think this means we will see Selena's titties on an all-star season anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she's going to be pretty outspoken uh, yeah. against... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, I also... She's had some other comments for the judges. Like, this is not something that is kind of a one-off. This is right. definitely a consistent theme in the way that she's felt. And she even mentions that I believe in Untucked, where there were weeks where you know, other queens thought she would be in the top mm-hmm. and she ended up in the bottom. So clearly there's a discrepancy between the way that she is being perceived by herself and by the other queens and how she's being perceived by the judges. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's also where a lot of that emotion comes from, which I get. I, get. I totally get it. I will say that even though um, there have been moments where I have not liked her outfits or like in the construction challenges, I was somebody who kind of agreed with the judges, even though I love the vision for what she was doing, but maybe the execution Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily there. I do think that she's somebody that just is just so wildly entertaining um, Mm -hmm. and has that really loud personality and and doesn't take shit. And I respect the hell out of that, especially right now. Mm -hmm. We need people who don't take shit and uh, 
we can't be focusing on them. We got to be focusing on the people who are trying to give them shit. So let's do exactly. that. We also had you had talked about this at the beginning, the who should go home, like mm. who said who should go home. Is there anything that you want to cover from that that we haven't really talked about? Just to recap, yeah. Lucy said Selena, Anitra said Selena, Mistress said Sasha because of biggest competition. Oh, yeah, I guess we should talk about this. Lux went through and gave a whole dissertation on everybody. <laughs> and then basically said, everybody here is great. Lucy's good what she does, but she doesn't have good drag. So her Lucy drag is <laughs> generic. Like her drag is on the generic side is what she said. Ah, Lucy's, oh, Lucy's face was so funny. I mean, I feel bad. Like that's really yeah. tough to get the critique, but also it's really funny. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> I was entertained. Yeah. Uh, Selena first called out Lucy uh, and Anitra, um, but then ultimately said, I don't see the future of drag when I see Lucy. So again, kind of with a little bit of that generic critique. And then Sasha said, Lucy and Lux, I want the competition gone because they both have two wins. Um. Yeah. So first of all, thank God we have a group of queens who's willing to actually just go in and say what they want. I love that Mr. She's like, Send Sasha home. She's the biggest competition. I'm sick of the meet and greet here. Let's get her out. I love that Sasha's like, I wish I could send them all home, but I would say here, do Lucy and Lux, they both have two wins. Mm -hmm. And then you have all the little inner, you know, this person said this and that person mm -hmm. said that. And that was, I love that. I love that it wasn't five people saying Selena or Lucy and then Lucy or Selena having to say one name. I hate when that happens. I, I pylon, love, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really loved this moment and that's why i was like i said back and i was like this is gonna be a good untucked i actually don't <laughs> want to see the judging this week i just want to see untucked i know queen <laughs> double untucked we need to include it in this episode and have a separate untucked because of that's all of right the, the drama yeah i mean because it does come to fruition selena comes for lucy lucy and lux go after each other uh orville peck has to come in and break up the drama for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> like the queens have to try to be normal and ask act like there's nothing going on. That was all pretty oh, yeah. funny. It was so good. Also, Orville Peck, I thought was a good judge. I thought he did a really good job. Um, and I know that he's really big out in especially in Los Angeles. So, um, yeah. uh, you know, it's good to see representation from him on the show, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was also nice to to have because he talks about this on, in Untalked, but like being a country artist and like what it's like mm -hmm. to essentially be part of a genre where it feels like you are not accepted, at least with the way the country is currently. Because if you actually look at like old school country, they're like really socialist and against yeah. systems and all that kind of fun stuff. But anyway, yeah. the way that stadium country is today. So that was really nice as well to have someone sort of from a little bit of a different genre come in and and talk to the talk to the queens as a judge. Mm hmm. Okay, so we talked about this. The bottom of Lucy and Selena. The lip sync song this week is Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, which first thing I thought of was like, what intern pulled this from TikTok? <laughs> and it had to have been. Again, this is June 2022. I mean, uh, what? Like, of course, Stranger Things was out and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, oh, uh, I know. I'm sorry. This is not a lip sync song. Like, I think, first of all, I think Selena ate up Lucy in this lip sync. And I also love that loud and clear in the background. You can hear Mistress go, come on, Selena, eat her up. Yeah. <laughs> 
The authenticity. Dry. Look, not hiding who she wants to go home. <laughs> Truly Dive. authentic. The wi- the I was gonna say the wig reveal, the glove reveal. Oh, it would have been so funny if she had just black gloves underneath and been like, this is why I couldn't wear the black yeah, E Ross. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh yeah. Look, I I don't know. I think maybe if we had seen different queens perform this song, I think there's a way they could have turned it out. This is not necessarily Selena style and Lucy is a bit <clears throat> needs to let loose a little bit. So like maybe it didn't like quite translate in that way, but I do have a tendency to agree with you that I don't think that this was necessarily the best choice like in general for queens mm-hmm. to perform. And yeah, Selena won this to me too. So yeah. Uh, let's just in a, an imaginary world where last week we had a double Shantae. Mm. Mm. This could have been a double sachet and mm. I would have been fine with it. But like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, ugh, I'm like, I want to love Lucy. I want to like support a Connecticut queen. And like, she's a, she's like a type a professional bitch. Like I love that. And <laughs> I just, Oh, there's just something about it. So if I can root for her ironically, and I'm like loving the fact that this whole let loose thing is like taking over. So I I think I can do that, but I can't like my, my heart is with Anitra. I just like can't bring myself and, and honestly, Selena too, to a certain extent, like she's really grown on me. I think also like I was a little nervous that she was going to be almost too much. And I think that, no, that's, I mean, yes, there's moments where she's clearly like, putting it on extra loud, but they're far and few between. And then her just natural, like super intense personality isn't overwhelming. I was really sad to see her go. I'm also though, very happy. She made top six again, surprising yeah. me here at the top six. So good for her. Thousand percent. Um, I'm still dying at your line. And I think it's the new title of the 2023 remake of I love Lucy. I want to love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to love Lucy. Like it's I wanna. Just, it's a sitcom of Lucy Laduca, and it's just people trying their hardest to connect with her. Like, she's not being authentic enough. Yes, I just go full Carolyn from Survivor forty four. Like, <sighs> yell, make your noises, just be yourself. The facial expressions. Yeah, like I mean, I think well, maybe a, she can't do the facial expressions because of the Botox. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's fair. I I don't know. It's just it's a little. I don't know if it's like Alexis Michelle. It's not like that. Is it that level of delusion? I don't know. The three three wins maybe. Here's the thing. I I have a history of being unapologetically unapologetically supportive of the delusional queens because I think I would be the delusional queen of a season. I really do. Um, I I'm a Leo. Like, what else do you want? You know, like I'm just going to go up there and and act a fool and, you know, show my ass. And I know that's just what's going to happen. Um, figuratively show my ass. I probably won't literally show my ass. Oh, sad. Um, (laughs) Who knows? But like, I'm also, I'm also living because I've been seeing so much more Alexis Michelle and I am, I am an unapologetic Alexis Michelle like fan from season nine. I love yes, how delusional Subway she fish. Yes, Subway fish. Come on. I think again, what it is is it's the theater kid vibe. Yes. It really is. That's what it is. And I think that that's honestly what I I I understand. I love them. I love the drama that brings. I love when the drama is so 
so clearly somebody being upset that other people are getting success in the thing that you think you're best at. Mm -hmm. Jan is another great example of of like the theater kid who's, you know, that's just, I love that. Never Mm -hmm. stop casting that person because I will support them as long as they're (laughs) not like an awful human being. And from yeah. what I know, because I have local, uh, I have a, a local drag queen friend who said nothing but supportive things about Lucy, what she's like to work with, and that she's mm-hmm. really wonderful and nice. And what we're seeing, I again, you're in a competition. These competitions that are being televised and you're under a pressure cooker are, are, of course, going to play with your mental health and your emotions and challenge you. And you thought you were going to be good at this and you didn't do well in this. And mm-hmm. there's going to be things there. So, like, let's just enjoy the entertainment because, uh Entertainment based in delusion is one of my favorite things. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I'm I'm with both of you, <laughs> you and Lucy, <laughs> when it comes to the delusion as well. Of like, I just I just think that I'm amazing no matter what, and I'm not. So, <laughs> but that's okay. It helps to get me through the day. It gives me some confidence to show up on a podcast Listen, looking like this. So it's all good. You need it. You, you mean know? looking amazing? I'm sorry because you do. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm also delusional the other way too, where I'm like, oh, I'm like the worst person in the world. And it's like delusionally, like that's also delusional. So I, I yeah. identify in both extremes, both, <laughs> both, both realms, right? Yes. Uh, the other thing that, okay, well, actually, Beth, is there anything else that you want to say about this episode? Anything um, at all? No, I, I think this was a really good episode from the drama to the challenge. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, this was an A plus episode for mm-hmm. me this week. Yes. I absolutely co-signed that. I think what makes it an A plus plus for me is the running joke of I'm in my blank era. The small little subtle edits that were included throughout like the whole episode were just so funny to me. I was living for it. So it was just like literally everything about this episode. I feel like they nailed. It was so. great. I was laughing. Um, One of our patrons in um, the discord had said, um, man, we should make a drinking game that every time somebody says I'm in my blank era, you take a drink. And I was like, only somebody on St. Patrick's Day would come up with that drinking game because you'd be drunk very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Well, look. I am out of my episode recap era. (laughs) Uh, No. So uh, let's close this thing out. So again, I just want to emphasize some of the resources. We'll put this in the show notes as well. So I talked about this at the top of the show, but uh, transkentucky.com for trans resources in Kentucky, as well as shouting out the Trevor Project. Just want to emphasize all of those things because as the episode talks about, anything worthwhile is worth fighting for. So let's Mm -hmm. continue the fight as we move on to next week's episode, which is going to be a makeover challenge. I'm so excited. They're making over educators. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun with our top five and see if we're going to knock down to a top four or if we're going to end up with a top five. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Will there be a double sachet? We have a top three. Right. I don't know, because last year it was a final five, right? Mm -hmm. In the top. We've seen top threes. We've seen top fours. What is this this new era? (laughs) I'm in my new era. Going to show us. I don't know. We'll have to see next week. Okay, Beth, where can people find you on social media? What else do you have going on? Anything you want to plug? 
Yeah. So you can find me at Augusta Wind 11 on all my social media. Um, I also just wanted to shout out another resource that you can utilize, um, which is Trans Lifeline. They are a nonprofit grassroots organization um, that provides secure and anonymous um, help. Uh, so especially to trans individuals. So that's another wonderful organization to support. Um, they have resources for both the U.S. and Canada as well. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and we'll include all that in the show notes also. Absolutely. Um, you can catch me on, uh, in addition to the Drag Race uh, coverage here, you can catch me on my weekly meltdown talking about Survivor. And you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. Yeah, talking about Survivor, we had the B&B with Marianne, which is now Ooh. out. So you can check that out. It was really fun. Mike and I played some games and got into everything from the episode. And then I'm doing double duty for Survivor this week. I'm going to be on the feedback show with wow. Rob on Monday. So if you are listening to this on Monday, maybe that's going to be 6 p.m. live talking about everything. Otherwise, of course, you can always catch it in podcast form or later. And then Mass Singer with Puya is going on strong. We had a really fun episode and we are just chugging along with everything from season nine. So that does it for us. We will be back next week. If you want to leave your star ratings and reviews for us, you can do so on iTunes. Rob has a website.com slash drag race. Thank you to the whole RHAP team behind the scenes for all their help. And oh, follow him on Adam on Adwin. He'll hopefully be back next week with us and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. <laughs>